My name is Ray Weaver, and uh, I really appreciate the Solid Grounds Coffee House and St. Stephen's United Methodist Church for offering me an opportunity to play and sing some songs for you today. I'm going to do a little bit of a section of a show that I do called A Father's Heart, which is an, includes stories and songs together. So I may do a little bit more blabbing than you're used to in these particular kind of shows because The Father's Heart Show is about the stories and the songs combined together. When I was a young man, there were two absolute unchangeable truths in my life. I was going to be a rock and roll star, and I was never, ever going to have any kids. Well, I have gone somewhat past the years where anybody should think about selling me any spandex or leather pants, and I have now fathered one-third of a baseball team. My oldest daughter, Sandy, was born in Nashville, Tennessee. My youngest daughter, Savannah, was born in Hilo, Denmark. And 12 years after Sandy and about four years after Savannah, and long after I thought I had been finished doing my part to populate our planet, my son Justin came along. So yeah, I'm not a rock star, but I am definitely a father. I think one of the reasons I wanted to do these songs in this show is to stick up for fathers. The media these days delights in portraying dads as completely devoid of any social or parenting skills whatsoever. Every week, it seems like there's another stupid dad show. Um, even a great book like Angela's Ashes portrays fathers as drunken losers. And I would submit that most fathers are not idiots or alcoholics. I'm probably not ever going to be a rich guy. So these stories and these songs are pretty much what I'll have to leave to my children in the end. And they may not be all that happy about that, but I hope they find something in here. And by doing this and singing these tunes and telling you these stories, I am not setting myself up as some sort of Dr. Phyllish expert, because I am not. I'm just a father, and I hope that still counts for something. Because I'm not really proud of everything I've done To shake myself free When I got this urge to run I've left some hearts broken Left some dead some pain When I heard that highway call Or some other sad cliche When they make whiskey a little stronger Highway is a little longer I might really reach the place I feel no pain Till then I ask forgiveness For the things I cannot change And pity on a prisoner Bound by his own shame Cause I've wasted my lifetime on Passion, sweet lies I can't stand face to face With my own alibi 
And now the fiddler has his hand out And the piper stands unpaid And my children bear the scars Of each mistake I've made When they make whiskey a little stronger How is a little longer I might really reach the place I feel no pain So then I asked forgiveness For the things I cannot change Pity on a prisoner Bound by his own chain When they make whiskey a little stronger How is a little longer I might really reach the place I feel no pain Till then I asked forgiveness The things I cannot change And pity on a prisoner Bound by his own chain Now, my own father, William R. Weaver Sr., was not a particularly well-educated guy. Like a lot of men of his generation, he had to leave school and go to work when he was 14 years old. But he was a smart guy. He knew how to fix things and keep them going long after they should have been hauled off to the nearest junkyard. A lot of my friends had dads who went to work with a white shirt and a tie. My own dad, in his whole working life, he wore a, a blue work shirt with his name on the, uh, above the pocket there. And you know, I'd, I'd give pretty much anything to have one of those shirts right now. Now, <clears throat> when he was a young man, my dad, he liked a bottle of beer. Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. And he, he could down a few when he was young. And one well-loved Weaver family fable talks about my dad and a local roadhouse called Molly's Tavern when we were growing up. Dad would stop there for his <clears throat> lunch break when he was doing carpentry. And um, he had a few lunch breaks back in the day. Now, one day we were all riding around, including Dad, my mom and my sisters and myself. We were riding around in a car with my mother's rather wealthy and rather stuck-up sister. And we drove by Molly's. Now, remember, I'm just a little kid, maybe three years old. We drove by Molly's, and I pointed at the old roadhouse and said very sweetly and cutely, that's where my daddy works. Well, that's where we picked him up most nights, so... It seemed logical. I think that if a hole could have opened up in the earth at that moment, Dad would have crawled into it and drugged me down with him. Now, one night, when Mom figured that Dad's <clears throat> lunch break had gone on quite long enough, she dressed herself up to the nines, got myself and my sisters ready, and we hiked the half a mile or so up to Molly's. Mom walked us in sat us down at a table and got us some Cokes and chips and said to my dad, Weaver, these are also your kids and it's your night to babysit. Now my dad, he enjoyed a, a dim tavern, smoky tavern in those days, and 
glass cold beer. But his kids were, by gosh, not going to be seen in a bar after the sun went down. So I think we got home pretty early. I don't even remember getting to finish my Coke. And there was the New Year's Eve that they talked me, since I was the oldest, into looking after my sisters while they went out. And we did. We watched Dick Clark and the ball falling down. And I think we we finally crashed about 1 o'clock. Now, my parents, my parents came in at 6 o'clock in the morning. And I know this because my dad started singing and playing the piano. It's 6 o'clock in the morning. It's 6 o'clock in the morning. It's 6 o'clock in the morning. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Now, my dad could not sing or play the piano, but he did write that song by himself. So when people ask where I got my songwriting talent, I think it's pretty obvious. But um, Ray Weaver Sr., he liked blue crabs, bluegrass music, and blue ribbon beer. And he passed an appreciation on of all of those things to his son. Once we came along and Dad settled down, he kept his couple of Peps Blue Ribbons down to a few on the weekends, one or two, when he would go see some local band. Now, I was a singer in a lot of those bands. A lot of musicians talk about when they choose music as a vocation, they have trouble with their parents. I never had and never will have a bigger fan than my dad. From the Rolling Stones and Beatles and Creedence Clearwater Phase to Grand Funk Railroad and Deep Purple Haze to the Donovan and Dylan folk singing days, he was there pretty much every weekend that I was singing. Now, <clears throat> to be honest, he took a break around the Mark Bolin, David Bowie, Glitter Rock thing. I think the silver platform glitter shoes and the purple eyeshadow <laughs> may have put him off. Folks liked my dad. They called him, as a compliment, a regular guy. But my dad, to me, was anything but regular. He was my hero. My daddy never made it out of high school. He was working by the time he turned 14. Used to hear him leaving out every morning. Forty years he ran that damn machine. He never found his fortune. He was just a working man. But if I was half a man that my daddy was, I'd be twice the man I am. Taught me all the poor man's lessons About loving Jesus and your family How to keep this old truck running Nothing worth having's gonna come for free And he taught me how to love you By the way he held my mom's hand if I was half the man 
than my daddy was I'd be twice the man I am The lines around his eyes had gotten deeper Think he'd dropped a step or two He said the hardest thing about getting old Is when you can't do the things you used to do But in my eyes he was my hero He was a strong and gentle man If I was half the man my daddy was I'd be twice the man I am He watched his babies all grow up and leave him And bring him back some babies of their own He took a flower every single Sunday To where his angel slept beside her stone Knew that someday he would join her And they'd turn for home again And if I was half the man That my daddy was I'd be twice the man I am I'd be twice the man I am I can drink a little bit. Good, thanks. Thank you, sir. <clears throat> Good, thanks. So, so I would not be able to sit here and wax philosophical about the uh, joys and pleasures, travails of fatherhood, if there were not a mother or two involved in the situation somewhere. My, um, my failures and my uh, misadventures and my general screw-ups have been epic over the last 65 years. My mother just shakes her head from a distance and says, I raised him better than that. And she did. And sometimes now, a whole boatload of the stupid that men do can be made up by making one good choice. My good choice was marrying my wife, Lauda. I'm, uh, I'm divorced. I had a first wife and, and a second wife. And um, I have been fortunate enough to find wonderful mothers for my children. My first wife, Dawn, was Sandy's mom, and we are among the lucky few that have weathered divorce and remained good friends. And Sandy, Sandy has grown to be an accomplished, wonderful woman, probably mostly due to her mother's work than mine. And she also loves her step-siblings, but she refuses to use the word or the phrase or the concept of step-anything they are her brother and her sister, and she loves them to death. And Lauda, Lauda is my best friend. Now, I 
am well aware of how corny and cliche that sounds. But you know what? Sometimes the truth is just the truth. When I'm with Lada, she helps me realize all of the things that I think that I do not have and I did not accomplish and my could have been a contender stuff doesn't really matter. We have a wonderful life with these two amazing children that we have had together. And uh, I just kind of start to appreciate things a little bit more when I see them through her eyes. She is my best friend, and she is my shelter. And she's the reason that my father's heart was finally opened. Sleeping late on a Sunday morning Her hand resting on my chest Times like this, it's easy to remember all of the ways that my life has been blessed. She is right where I belong. She keeps the secrets that I tell her. She keeps me safe. She keeps me warm. She is my shelter. Quiet words after the passion. Fingers tracing up and down her skin Each one of us Completes the other No beginning and there'll be no end She'll right where I belong She keeps the secrets that I tell her She keeps me safe, she keeps me warm, she is my shelter, she is my shelter, she is my shelter. As I mentioned, um, I'm divorced, and Sandy, my first daughter, we, um, her mom and I split up when she was about seven years old, six or seven years old, and I moved to Europe. I moved to Denmark. And um, so... That meant for the first time in her life and my life with her, we were going to spend time apart because her mom was going to stay in Nashville where she lived 
and I went to Denmark. So Sandy would come visit us during holidays and during the summer. She would fly from Nashville to Denmark. She would fly as an unaccompanied minor. I don't know if you've ever seen the unaccompanied minor kids on the plane. They're usually sitting toward the front. They have a little plastic thing around with their passports and their tickets and everything there. And <clears throat> Sandy would come every year as an unaccompanied minor. And I'd go down to the airport in Copenhagen, Kastrup, and pick her up. Standing outside the international gate, which always in every airport in the world looks to me like a, a cattle chute with the people coming out. But I would wait there for her and, and we would have a great holiday together, a great summer together. But there was always that ticking of the clock in the back of our heads, knowing that her time was limited and she was going to have to go back home. And then we'd have to wait till the next time. So I was waiting for her one time down there for the summertime. I was standing outside waiting. I could see that her plane had landed, but now remember, this is before cell phones and alerts and instant this and that, and I, I know it's hard for you younger people to understand, but you just had to wait. So I waited. I saw that her plane had landed, and, and then I saw that um, her baggage had been delivered on the screen up there. So I'm sitting there waiting for her to come out, and it's taking a while, but you know, it's an international airport, it's busy, it's summertime, I'm, I'm good. And it's sort of taking a little bit longer and taking a little bit longer, and then I saw the Iceland Air flight crew come out, and I thought, okay, that's weird. They're usually the last folks off the plane, so where's my daughter? And I started thinking, ah, man, she had a layover in Reykjavik. Maybe she's lost in Iceland somewhere, stuck at the Blue Lagoon. I don't know. So I'm just about to turn around to the information booth and go tell them that I apparently have misplaced a child. When this rather tall, statuesque, redheaded young woman walked up to me and said, hi, Dad. And I realized that I had missed a bit. She held back her tears, but I felt her heart break. When I held her and I told her goodbye, I said nothing would change. Ah, but we both knew better. We held on to that. Gentle white line Daddy who chased the monsters Under my bed Who will play baseball with me And how will I know Where to send the invitations To invite my prince to tea White lace dresses for the mademoiselle. Daddy, look what I made all by myself. 
Oreo cookies and Kool-Aid tea for only two guests, the princess and me. I'd give up my life to dry just one of her tears and have back her princess ears. When we'd sit with our cups on her bedroom floor, She'd step up on my feet and we would dance And her little girl's dreams turned her dad into a prince And her room into a castle in France It was white lace dresses for the mademoiselle Daddy, look what I have made all by myself Oreo cookies, Kool-Aid tea For her teddy bear guests, the princess and me I'd give up this life to dry just one of her tears And have back her princess ears Across the years and the miles came the invitation From the princess to her wedding day The end of a childhood I let slip through my fingers Daddy, will you come to give me away? No fairy tale wedding you've ever imagined Ever held a more beautiful ride I trembled as I gave My little girl's hand To the handsome prince Now by her side As it was white lace dresses For the mademoiselle Daddy, look what I made A life for myself a room full of guests stood up to see one last minuet between the princess and me. She stepped up on her feet and smiled through her tears. And she forgave me for princess So that's a bit of my father's heart show. I'd like to thank Solid Ground Coffee House and St. Stephen's United Methodist Church for letting me do a little bit of music for you. My name is Ray Weaver. I hope to catch you at a live performance one of these days. Thanks again.